ladies and gentlemen out there in Thunderdome land, there is truly no rest for the wicked as we are finding out on this spooktober, spooktacular journey of Ozzy Osbourne's solo albums. And joining me tonight is my brothers Gabe and Ben. David is out on assignment still. How y'all doing tonight, gentlemen? There is no rest for the wicked. You know, just being a crazy baby, what can I say? Hell you're yeah. Not, <laughs> you're not, are, are you breaking all the rules? Being some kind of miracle man? man Fathers of always. Bloodbath and Paradise and a yes. fire in the sky? Yeah, with some demon yes. alcohol. Yeah. All, all, all of the above. <laughs> all we're missing is the devil's daughter. And it'd be yep. a, full, a full deck has been achieved. <laughs> Indeed. It's like the great Malenko. Um, no Rest for the <laughs> Wicked, the fifth studio album by Ozzy Osbourne, released on September 28th, 1988. A runtime of 43 minutes and eight seconds on Epic CBS Records. It was released. Roy Thomas Baker and Keith Olsen were the producers. The band for the recording of this album were Ozzy Osbourne on vocals, Zach Wilde on guitars, Bob Daisley on bass, Randy Castillo on drums, and John Sinclair on keyboards. So this is the beginning of the still ongoing and evolving relationship and collaboration with Zach Wilde, who I believe was only 18 at the time that he joined the band. Yeah. Um, you saying his age made me, probably gave me the answer to my question, but what I was going to ask is, did Zach Wilde get writing credits for his time with Ozzy at this point in time? Because I feel like I know in later albums he probably has enough heft, and it's obviously known that he has writing credits on that stuff. But I think I don't know about as early on as it is now. So he does have writing credits, but I don't know if this is because the writing credits on most of these albums have subsequently been added. I don't know if he had writing credits on the initial release or not. Gotcha. Okay, because I know he had like one kind of semi-decent band prior to joining Ozzy's, right? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. I was just trying to remember from the Wikipedia when I read it back when we did the Zach Bob last so almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he played in something, but I don't know that it was anything known nationally. Okay. But, yeah, uh, you can definitely tell there's been a change in the guard in the guitar, on especially in the guitar writing on this album comparatively, because you get much more. I want to say Zach Wild flairness to this that's in here that it, you didn't have in the previous albums that makes it obvious. It's real, real well known that it's him, if you know what to listen for. I would agree with that. I'd actually like to hear some of Gabe's comments on this, considering, you know, one of your complaints from the previous album was the use of major chords. And there are still some major chords on here, but there's not quite as many. Yeah, I think that um, I like the writing on this record on the whole pretty well. And I think the sound is also kind of up there um, compared to the other records. One thing that I did notice, too, was that like the lyrics and the songs they come across as less stupid than a lot of the other songs in the other records. It's just like, you know, not a lot of stupid stuff. I mean, yeah, there's some stupid stuff in the record, uh, like, you know, 
uh, kind of Motley Crue-esque, but, you know, it's it's still kind of fun. And uh, the the songs are also catchier, I noticed. Um, and I think for me, I think part of this has to do with the fact that it's faster on the whole. Um, and I think that it makes the album much more tolerable for me on the whole because I like I don't have to skip around or I don't have to you know kind of like oh god here we go like it's it's not a perfect record by any stretch but I think like the songwriting is improved to, to that degree that you know okay you know I don't have to be like into every song but I can like tolerate it so <laughs> that's nice I definitely agree with that and I really think that to your point, the lyric writing on this album is is very sharp, partially because something that I'm and I'm not going to say that there were no social commentary or political statements on anything else. But here there is like some actually very pointed stuff like Miracle Man, you know, just kind of obviously pointed at like televangelism, Jimmy Swagger in particular, I think, um, if I remember correctly. And, and I I. As many of you who listened and listened when we did the Zach Wild Blast, no, I am a big Zach Wild fan. He's not fully Zach Wild yet on here, but you do get some of the Zach Wild isms that you either love or hate, like the pinch harmonics and stuff like that sprinkled throughout the playing on here, but not to the level that they will take on in albums after this. Yeah, this is very much, I think, Zach Wilde's, you know, first album in the sense if you like Baby's First Bottle kind of deal, where he's finding his ground and finding his footing. And I almost feel like his, it, it feels like his slurs, they're noticeable here. And I don't think he's quite established as good timing with them as he does in his solo albums and later albums with Ozzy, if that makes sense, like for the songwriting purposes. Um, it's interesting as you said the lyrics aren't as cheesy as they were in early albums because it's the return of the main lyricist as well with the the basses coming back, which I guess he kind of grew up a little bit in the songwriting, in a sense. But I mean, it still has some of those moments and it's gotten just a little bit of camp into it. But I think this is the uh, it's their first kind of time together that you can see they're not quite clicking off cinders, which I think improves on the next album by a lot. But you can still kind of see what's there now and the possibility that's available. And this is actually the album of the four that we did for this recording session that I knew the least of. I mean, I knew some of the singles, but um, it was I didn't own this one. And um, so I was actually pleasantly surprised by it when I listened to it, especially coming after, which, you know, I gave... Um, Ultimate Sin, a, a pretty good score, but this one is much better. Not to tip my hand. Yeah, I'm not sure if I think it's. I don't, I'm not sure if I think it's that much better than Ultimate Sin, but I think it's like definitely going in the right direction. <laughs> um, and I was pleasantly surprised by it as well, given like how the first Ozzy session went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this was my first run in with the sound. I don't think any song on this album really gets any kind of radio airplay. Like this is, if you want Aussie fan deep track kind of cuts into it in a sense, like you kind of got to have dug through the catalog to find songs off this album. I don't think it's as much. Cause I mean, 
after this run is such a monolithic record, you know, that I think yeah. it's kind of part of it there. But this is, I think part of it is this one is just overall, they've gotten rid of a lot of that 80s glam aspects from Ultimate, from the previous album that I think detracted from that album so much. And this is kind of much more of a, this one doesn't have that dated sound like we're talking about in the previous album, where this one sounds much more, I don't say timeless, but it does not sound like it's flag is planted in the 80s on it. I can't say how much radio airplay they got, but like I can say that there are two other tracks off of this album. Um, I heard a lot around that this time and, and going into the 90s. Maybe it was just the dudes I was hanging out with and stuff. But And I'll go ahead and, uh, if nobody else has anything, I'll go ahead and talk about those and jump into the tracks. Go for it. Um, being Miracle Man and Crazy Babies, which I think are both excellent. Um, Ozzy, that's one thing that we haven't really touched on that I will have to say. Ozzy, or whoever sequences Ozzy's albums, has a good idea of what to put as the first track. Because the first tracks have routinely been very strong. Um, I think Miracle Man is one of the strongest ones that we've done so far. I love Crazy Babies as well. Actually, I'm, I like oh, quite a few of these. I think um, Fire in the Sky is pretty good. Demon Alcohol, Tattoo Dancers, eh, it's okay. Um, I don't think Hero as the Closer is all that great, but um, most of these tracks I think are pretty good. Yeah, like I think overall this album does a better job and just song quality start to finish like as a whole like it's a much higher bar across the board like miracle man i think is solid uh praise baby's working all the rules i like fire in the sky like there's a bit on here that i like comparatively especially coming off that last one yeah i don't have a whole lot to add um in terms of the songs but i think that um one that i wanted to mention was bloodbath in paradise i think that's actually pretty good song and um i'm also a fan of tattoo dancer right on um i guess that goes to grades uh i will go first since i start off the tracks when well, i said you... that it was much better i'm being slightly uh felicitous since i'm going to give it a b plus and i give the other one a b but i do enjoy this one just a slightly better yeah I feel comfortable putting this up there with. I'm gonna put this between Diary of Mad Men and Blizzard of Oz. I gave that an 85 and 8. So I'm gonna give this an 87, just a little bit underneath Blizzard of Oz. This one seems to have hit just a little bit better for me then. So actually, it's a B plus for me as well. Just not the 88. So I couldn't really decide whether I actually like this one or. Uh, the ultimate sin better, so I gave them both 88s. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's just this record in particular is a market improvement from the stuff uh, that was uh, put out in the early 80s. Yeah, I think it is too. I think it's just maybe maturity as a solo artist as well. I think maybe that's part of it. It's just things are starting to click now instead of. I could be full of shit as well. But probably better chance of that than. <laughs> I mean, we're all a little full of shit, so don't yeah. worry about it too much. <laughs> True. 
Uh, but that gives us an average of 88. Would you buy the Shieldman? Yeah, I think I would. I think yeah. I would too. That leads us on to the next album in No More Tears. The I mean, everybody knows this album. <laughs> and at least the title track. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see how y'all what y'all think of that one? Yeah, uh, you, you might be right about everybody knowing this one, considering, and again, not that this matters that much in the grand scheme of things, but No More Cheers went four times platinum, which is as much as the previous two albums combined. So, yeah. Which is still is, pretty damn impressive that they both went double platinum. Yeah, yeah for real. I mean, No More Tears is his most successful solo album, isn't it? Um... That's a great question that I don't honestly have an answer for. Mm -hmm. It feels like it was, but I can't honestly say without like going back and looking. If I will say this, because I will, it's entirely possible that like Blizzard anyway has sold more albums than this one, but it also came out damn near a decade beforehand. Correct. So true. But yeah, uh, tune in next time as we explore more and no more tears here of Ozzy Osbourne. Come